you're about to hear are the powerful inner thoughts going on inside of the mind of a queen. This is the inner symphony of royalty, the epic soundtrack of a queen. I was born a queen. I was raised a queen. I got royalty in my bloodline. I've always been a queen. I'll always be a queen. When I close my eyes and die, I will be a queen. On my headstone, they'll write. Hi, everyone. Just waiting for her to join. Uh, we were talking about um, relationships and different types of relationships. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Why does my phone just and this camera quality is rubbish, you know? But you know what? It's better than it's better than nothing. Yeah. So yeah, just pin the thing, um, and then we'll move. All right. You were screaming like, ah! Because what the hell? Like, what the hell, Instagram? Do I need to update my app? Like, what is it? What page am I on? Um, yeah, bro, giving me high blood pressure. Anyways, um, we'll, wait, we'll give it a few minutes. Where, how far are we? We're 45 minutes. I know we are. We're deep in it now, but we just need a couple I'm more. The fucking I know we could have had so many questions by now. I, I feel like just before I jumped off your live, there was like people writing stuff. I know, right? Oh my god, I'm so annoyed at Instagram. Um. But I didn't even get to spill my tea. Yeah, we got, we we're gonna get to that. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. Okay, we'll get to the tea. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We're getting back. We'll get to the tea. This I got some tea spilled to too. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Have you got Have you got the um the Have you got the the comments? No. Some of the comments that I kept in mind was basically in regards to the monogamous relationship. Hi, everyone. We're just catching up back where we was. Um, and we were talking about people that are in monogamous relationship, the judgment upon that they bestow upon people that have out-of-the-norm relationship types. And some of the comments I've seen is, oh, I'm not sharing my wife. I'm not sharing my man. And I think I always say this, and I think I'm always going to stick by this as far as I have, as far as I, my understanding goes that nobody belongs to anybody. That's first. This ownership behavior that we tend to carry around, we don't, nothing belongs to us. The only thing you come with is your soul and you leave with that. This, this body doesn't even belong to you. It's there to aid you in your life and to get through things. But it's not, it's not that you, we can't hold on to these physical things. These things aren't real, right? So I, I hate this whole ideology where somehow because you've married, you've married someone and you've decided that you're going to go through this life with this person, somehow this person is yours. They do not belong to you and they're there to aid you in your journey. 
So I, I just find, I find this possession very, very damaging and very, very, I think it's causing more issues than it's actually helping. Because how is this helping anyone, right? Like you've mentioned the other day, right? Divorces are super high. Why is that? There are multiple reasons to why there are div there's divorces happening. But if we're going to focus about open relation, people want to talk about, oh, um, people having sex with so-and-so and, 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 and all of that and all of that stuff, yeah? A lot of the time, baby girl, you are in an open relationship. You don't know it. Him and his other things know that. Let's be 100% about all of this. Yeah, they're just non-consensual, non-monogamous relations. But they're still non-monogamous relationships. You're exactly. Just not aware. Um, and I think that's where the key is. Because, and we have to think about it, like, where do I want to go? I want to go back to when Phil was made about nothing being real. And just back to the August point about him, like, emphasizing that the only thing that's real is love. Like, and he I said it well. Why do I silence myself in these situations? Like, why do I do this? Why do I do that? Like, I'm. I need to live my truth. You know, as much as I feel like I do, I feel like there's a lot of things that I still don't allow myself to to experience, and I'd rather regret doing something than regret not doing something. That's always been my thing, and that's like reflected in you know my my younger years I just did whatever the, ever I wanted to do because I would rather do something and feel like okay maybe I shouldn't have done that than wonder all my life like what if what if what if so I've always lived quite almost selfishly but not in like not how I perceive it to be negative like I didn't want people to not do things because of how I feel or because of how they think I'm going to make them feel um or because of how they think they're going to make me feel. Honey, live your life. Because I'm living mine. You know? So, I think... Um, where do I want to go from here? That's... Yeah. So, I wanted to touch on that. And also, um, what's the last thing you said? Uh, about... Okay, yeah. About people being in non-consensual, non-monogamous relationships. Which is basically... When two people are in a monogamous situation, and then one person steps out, that doesn't tell the other person um, and has another that has other relationships with other people that are not inside that relationship, mm -hmm. which is just modern day cheating. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel like as, as kind of, it doesn't, it's not even a misogynistic saying, but it's just been like misogynized. Very highly, because I think, People don't know that there are other types of relationships that aren't just the man having multiple women. There are relationships such as that is the woman that have multiple husbands. And yeah. we live in a society somehow that history just doesn't exist. Like it's not even a history. There are there are places in the world right now where in their country women have more, more than one husband. But it, yeah. it had to talk to a man who was conditioned and socialized in this european westernized society saying that to them seems like an insult how dare you say that i'm gonna share my wife she she is not yours nobody is yours i hate it so much like my wife my pussy it is <laughs> your pussy bro but can i just go back to what i was trying to say um so yeah this so the view i have is if someone is treating you how you want to be treated why does it matter how they're treating everyone else? Like, I'm not in like a, not not in the, they're treating you good and everyone else bad. I mean, like, if your needs are being met, if the person is presenting themselves to you as someone that you want to be with, they're making you feel all of these things. Like, what is it about them sharing that love and that care for someone else? Like, what is it? We need to ask ourselves, like, why are we so bothered by it? And I don't think it's a bad thing because, you know, I can't not say that, I wouldn't be bothered and I haven't been bothered in certain situations but the difference is I analyze why and I also have the conversation and a lot of the time it's just ego based like yeah so I'm doing this for you I'm doing that for you 
Like, why does it matter if I'm doing it for other people as well? Like, what is it about that that bugs you? Is what we really need to ask ourselves. Um, so I personally, my definition of an open relationship, or my understanding, not my definition, my understanding is how normal relationships should be. It's just having a space to in your relationship to have conversations about feelings that you feel for other people. If if like if that ever comes, because it may not come, you may declare that um okay cool we want to be open we want to we want to date other people if it comes to that but yeah. it may not come to that like it doesn't have to get to that you may never meet someone else that you connect with um on a level that you want to explore deeper or you know it may not it just may not happen and as well we need to remember the de- the definition of monogamy has even changed like back in the day it meant one person for the rest of your life now it just means one person at one time. So if you can have one person at one time, there's, you know, the the probability of them times overlapping is very, very high. Yeah. And it's not like coincidence that the higher percentage of people that cheat is men. Um, it's not a coincidence that men have multiple, are able to have multiple romantic relationships um, and sort of not be consumed by the relationship and the emotions like these are not uncommon things they're things that we need to look at and really delve into like the dna and the psychology and the spirituality behind it um because i don't think any of these things are problematic i just think that we just lack the knowing behind them there's reasoning behind everything nothing is just done out of madness you know everything has a reason everything has a backstory and everything has context so when I enter situations, I always make it clear that, yeah, you don't own me, kind of. And also, um, I'm not the type of person that's, not that I'm not monogamous, because I am, but if it ever came to a point where I met someone, I would want the space to explore that. Whether you're down with that or not, that's up to you, but I'll just um, see what I'm going to read. Uh, the other thing I really wanted to say before we start getting into like answering questions and talking about that, I think there is this um, uh, idea or concept that somehow uh, exchanging energy, exchanging sexual energy with someone, there's always this negative attachment to it. Um, and that negative attachment only comes into discussion when we're talking about having multiple partners at the same time. You have to understand as well, people aren't right now are picking and choosing the energies that they have in sex with, period, right? So if you are going to get involved in a situation like that, you have to actively be picking people that you know are serving to you and your purpose and not just being a sexual thing. And that, that's why we keep going back to this whole being a sex thing. It isn't a sex thing. It's a spiritual thing. So it's not, I want to have sex with this person or I would like to experience this person because I found so-and-so is so appealing about them. And that's why I would like to develop it a little bit further. So we need to start putting the burden of, of connection and, and exchange of, 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 um, of energy solely on sexual intercourse because you are able to exchange and have this connection with people from a handshake, from a hug, you are from, uh, from the internet. Like, <laughs> the, do, like even for me, like I've experienced like instantaneous and like some of the deepest connections that I've had with people have been online. Like, and so that's why I'm. I really like. I'm attracted to um, August's energy and his like story because. The feelings that he's describing, like, the love that he has for Jada is something that I've experienced, but, like, separate from romance, you know? Um, so, yeah, like, connection is, you know, energy exchange is not just through sex and... It's not through, that's what, that's what I have an issue. It's not, it's never just through sex. 
energy exchanges, when you're shaking someone's hand, when you are speaking onto somebody else. We, we, we tend to negate these things as being everyday things, but those everyday things are spiritual work. You don't need the universe. You don't need to speak upon a universe, on a universe for it to manifest itself. They say your tongue has power. So every time you are speaking on things, you are speaking them into existence. You're putting power to it. So this, uh, this inner enactment that somehow sex, sex is the only way that you're able to connect spiritually with someone, it's just not, it, it's, it's bewildering to me because we are doing it on a daily basis. We are connecting with people on a daily basis. Someone seeing your picture online is connecting with you on a different level. It may not be physical level, but they are connecting with you. So there's different types of connection and I just hate it being, and especially as well, I always like to talk about women, right? Black women in general, right? There's always this burden on the whole black woman being a uh, woman, being keeping the burden of uh, keeping the sanctity of the of the of the genitals. Somehow, the, we are the only genital uh, between the two, male and female, um, that has to be protected in a way where, like, if you let so and so amount of people up in there, it somehow loses its value. What if we are talking about has spiritual sexes? Then that means both parties in the discussion have to be able to protect their genitals in that manner i just hate it it's just it's just like <laughs> yeah um i definitely of it um yeah i agree sex is spiritual it's a spiritual practice yeah of course but i think as well intention does play a part in that <laughs> um like you said Ray, like all of our interactions are spiritual because we're spiritual beings and i think obviously uh, sex is just the most intimate one because that's literally like on a physical level that's the closest you can be to someone physically okay literally inside you you're literally inside them. um so i understand from that perspective and i also understand like the the intention behind um like what the intention should be behind when you mate when you have sex with someone there's obviously the creation of life, um, which again is a very spiritual. Um, it's just a very spiritual act. It's a spi it's a spiritual entanglement. Yeah, so I do understand um, from what my friend was saying because he was saying sex is always spiritual. Um, no, no, sex is always spiritual. Don't get me twisted. Yeah, it's just there's other things. I feel overlooked. like it personally. I don't know if you've never experienced it. We're going to talk about it, and you guys can say whatever you want to say on there. Yeah. But I've personally had more spiritually entangling experience from talking to someone than actually having sexual intercourse with someone. So that's why I can't sit here and put sexual, spiritual connection up here and everything else below it. Because um, I had those kind of like bewildering, like overtaking feeling that had nothing to do with it even being physical mm -hmm. it was literally like yeah. on a video chat do you know what i mean so it was very so as well nate like there's situations where let's say you've done the most spiritually intimate thing you can do which is have intercourse but like she said and like i've said and like i've explained there's been situations where intercourse has not even been in the nothing to do with like, it and i have felt like and what i feel is different like it's telepathy it's like when I think of that person, like I'm aware that they think about me. Like it's just a different type of connection that has nothing to do with nothing physical, like, not even a handshake, Nate. Yeah. So it's it's very like there's two sides to it. There's always two perspectives to something. Um, but I think just we need to focus the emphasis not just on like oh yeah, sex. Sex. Yeah. Have that with someone and feeling spiritually disconnected from them, you know, and not spiritually feel like aroused by the situation. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, about open relationships, so <laughs> um, so yeah, I always make it clear that that's it's something that I'm open to. But I wouldn't say that because how I see it is how it should be normally in it. Um, and I think it's important as well to understand the opposite sex when you do enter relationships because 
um, instead of saying and seeing all like um, and vibing from the place of like all men cheat, I don't see it like that. I see it as a lot of men are not biologically monogamous, which is okay. I'm okay with that um, because there are men that are naturally monogamous, but I may not attract those men. Again, I'm okay with that. Um, so for me, it's just about having a conversation and having the space to say and to hear someone say like, yeah, I'm not a monogamous person, um, but it's not that I'm just out here like searching to connect with people. I just find myself connecting with multiple people and having deep connections. I'm able to, I have the ability to have deep connections with people at multiple times at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been in non-consensual, non-monogamous situations, um, but I've been the unicorn in the situation. So that means I was the third party in the situation. And these are these were never situations that happened like intentionally. Um, these were people that I just connected with, like on a different level, and. Mm-hmm. It was on a level which we didn't create the connection, therefore we ourselves can't break the connection, if that makes sense. Like it's mm-hmm. something beyond this planet, it's a connection beyond human understanding. And we made a decision to act on that. Um and yeah, kind of like how August felt is like I was always well, not always always, I am always silent in those situations because I feel like I have to I owe loyalty to that person and I have to you know protect that person or those people um, and consider their feelings by not speaking about the situations that I've been in personally Um, which yeah when he said that I kind of just reflected and thought like why am I so considerate like I have my truth I have my story this is my reality and if it's like, if you don't want people speaking about the situation, then maybe just keep it close. Um, because you don't have control over someone else. And you don't want to control someone else's voice. So they were, and that also kind of initiated my thoughts behind being in an open relationship. So if I can be in a relationship where the girl doesn't know, but I know that the guy's in a relationship, what would be what would be different if she knew? It would be even better because we wouldn't have to, you know. So that's why I've always thought, well, I can do it then, you know. Yeah. And, and I was open to even like being um, in this one situation in particular. I was open to being in that open situation. I was open to him um, coming to that place in his relationship, and I was like. I guess we'll be in a relationship. However that man, however that maneuvered, however that manifested, it doesn't mean that you always breathe together and go out to eat and go on dates and da 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 da. Um, it's kind of like I was saying earlier, Ray. Like if someone is gonna treat you how you want to be treated, why is there an issue with him treating other people like that? Yeah. Um, so it kind of would have been like that. Like me and you have our things, and you and her have your things, and we are both aware of each other. Um, yeah, but it didn't work out like that. Um, and at the time as well, the person wasn't really, even though he was the one in the situation, he kind of didn't see himself as someone that would be in an open relationship with. Yeah. Wow. The, yeah. The, the other thing I wanted to add to that is that I feel a lot of the time, what was I going to, I lost my, lost my train of thought now. <laughs> All right, well, it will come back, I'm sure. Um, and also, oh, now you stole mine. It's my turn as well. Um, but yeah, as long as there's open, open communication on both sides and agreements on both sides, yeah, 100%. I... Let's see, the, in regards to open relationship, that's what it is anyways. Like, they're the, just the main definition of just an open relationship. So why is that not just normal a normal relationship? You know, like, why is it not just... If you're, like, it's... it's it's mad to think that, because you have to think about it. Have you only ever been attracted to one person in your life? No. 
That's my point. Attracted to That's people. my point. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. There's this idea that we are meant to be everything to everyone or everything to this one person will be decided. You cannot be all things to one person. People are complex. They have different needs that you may not be able to meet as a human being. And they say, oh, well, that can be fulfilled by friends and all the other stuff. But then there's other connections that do not fit within the realms of it being a friendship. So in society that we live in now, you would have to define them as being more, more on the romantic side than, rather, rather than, it, than it is a friendly side. And I think this is the, 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 the gray area in which we are speaking of in regards to um, um, August and Jada, because it seems like it was that little gray area. If, yeah. we, if we're looking at the timeline, it looks like they may not even, like you said, they may not even have had sexual intercourse by the looks of it in the timeline, right? Yeah. So what was it that August was providing for Jada in that specific situation? Because we talk so much about how much uh, Jada was providing for August, but August was also providing something for her. And, and it's about understanding that it's always about exchange. We just talked about spiritual exchange, but it's about um, life lessons. Yeah, and... And just as well, that kind of like um, eradicates the idea that there's such thing as a perfect partner. Like people look at Jada and Will and think, like obviously, like of course Will gives her everything. Of course they, you know, even though even when like they're on the show, like we can obviously tell they have a good relationship. But for someone, for people to be able to comprehend, like there's still things outside of that relationship that she craves and he craves that he needs and she needs that they can't get from each other it's not something that people can easily you know understand and be receptive to so definitely works both ways um yeah it works both ways what about energy exchange relationships what about energy exchanges and you know what i thought as well yeah just now like we are all in relationships with each other we just choose the ones that we want to romanticize and the ones that we don't we don't need a title like we all have relationships with each other like whether it's a stranger yes girl i'll be patting you on the back right like, now when you're actually deeply we're all in relationships Bars. some are just we just you know we tend to a little bit more someone here someone there someone passionate someone fiery like they're all relationships the title stuff has just been planted on us because they didn't always exist. Even though, like, positions did, I feel like there's always been, like, rankings and hierarchies. That's just human nature. But to the titles that we have now are very, like, modernized and very even westernized, if I do say so. Um, and just the expectations, mainly, that come with the, the, the role. The unrealistic expectations at that. Yeah, I think there's this, there's, like, we, I think we talked about, it, we mentioned it earlier about uh, the covenant or the ideology of a monogamous relationship and the structure in which it needs to withhold. If that is what you are looking for, you want that security and the thing. But you have to also ask yourself, why is this a desire for my life? Because I think a lot of the time we go off these ideas like, this is what I want and this is what I can't deal with, right? And one thing I always talk about, me and my friend Ashley, is that you say, oh, I can't deal with this. But if you've never been in a situation, you can't make an actual decision or whether you can deal with something or not, right? You don't really know what it's going to be like. It's like telling a kid that, oh, don't put your hand on the fire because you're going to burn yourself. The kid really ain't going to listen to you. They have to burn themselves in order to learn. And sometimes it may not actually be burning themselves. They may be picking up gold. So you never know what's going to work for somebody that may not work for you. But to sort of negate it and being as something that you, it's just impossible to do, is dismissive because you could be missing out on something for yourself that could be a blessing for you. Do you know what I mean? And also, I'm talking to the men specifically now, is that this idea, like we said, about the whole share, sharing thing. And I, I know we have the animalistic uh, uh, ego of the man and the strength and all of that other stuff that, that, is, that can be quite, um, that can have that whole sort of ownership 
uh, idea to it. Like this is this is my goal. But we also we also like we just said we have to understand that men don't just want one. Really, they want more than one. So how does that fit in a structure of just having you having multiple ones, but not allowing these multiple ones to have other needs that are outside of sexual to be met that you are unable to, 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 to suffice because you are going to a nine to five, you have a job, you have kids to look after, you're checking for your own mental health, your own physical health. We have to understand that we live in a society that is constantly pumped and stimulated with so many things that we have to do. You are never going to be everything for somebody. Yeah. And um, I think as well, someone said, if we do decide to get into a relationship, what purpose are they serving? That kind of made me feel like, um, that's a good question. And I feel like we also need to consider like the human instinct survival factor like um, yeah remember we had the podcast a while ago speaking about like men that are financially discombobulated um and why women don't want to date men that are not financially stable because in this society to survive you need money so if women are naturally dependent on men to be that protector in their situation now protection equates to money do you understand so that kind of goes to that point um but yeah that's something that you need to consider and yeah what purpose like mm-hmm. um what they bring to the table what is the end goal in this um connection and you may not they may not always be like super deep and super like you know philosophical they may just be surface relationships they may just need to check you on your kindness they may just need to check you on your respect like they may be small minute things that you just need checking on in your life or they may be like you know big transformative relationships relationships that come in and just like um initiate them big shifts that you need to kind of evolve to the next level yeah um, yeah definitely Um, I think having a second partner can act as a form of escapism. Um, yeah, but I feel, I agree. I feel like, but I I can see why you would say that. However, escapism can, there's many ways to escape something. And I think the intention behind it as well, because um, I can't really speak on from like perspective of like being with two people and say just I've had enough of one and then I'm just going over here because this person person provides this cup of tea. Um, so I don't know. What do you think, Ray? I I I hate to look at it as being an escapism because I personally see it as for those that are doing it with the truest intentions. And, and with the truest connection with these uh, with these extra parties, right? I see it as actually adding to yeah, adding to uh, like the I can't remember the guy's name. Like uh, by Sunray say, adding to the covenant is not taking away from it. Because if you're picking the right people, if you're picking the right fruit to put on your fruit on your fruit salad, baby girl, the salad is fire. So I, I don't see it taken away. No, I think my mic is really quiet. Oh, I don't know. I know because I can. I don't know if I can hear you on the audio and this because I can hear you really loud. Oh, is it better now, Nate? Um, it's because I'm on my burner phone because my other phone wants to act up. Then she wants to sleep. Look at her. I'm on my burner phone. Okay, <laughs> okay. But I think. Um, I think it, it becomes escapism when I just like the word sneaky and like when people are doing things they're not supposed to and when people are not happy with their current reality um, 
and that's kind of escapism when you've had enough like that's what i associate escapism with when you've had enough when you're tired of something when you just want a break um when you're like not suffering but you know like that's that's what i associate escapism with and that's usually that is usually the case in most scenarios when men cheat um, yeah and, and i think also you have to ask you yourself yeah. Why do you see the need? Why do you see to? Why do you see the need to escape? Maybe you don't need an escape. Maybe you just need to get out completely. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, I'm sorry, that is hot. Um, let me scroll up. A man who wants more than one woman isn't spiritually balanced. Why do you say that? That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. It's fine on that. And but also, I was going to say, uh, I just feel like an open relationship isn't for the weak hearted relationships are not for the weak hearted honey periods do you want to be right or do you want to be happy periods I, I want to be right at this point in time in my life I want to be right at this point in my life I'm trying to be I want to be happy I right <laughs> I don't even want to be like I don't want to say happy at this time in my life I want to be joyous I want to work in my purpose and I think anything out of line of that, I do not want to participate in. Yeah. Because people, people just have, like, romanticized and glamorized relationships. Like, they're not easy. And they're not for everyone. Like, everyone is not, especially these modern-day relationships, not everyone's equipped for the challenges that we face. Like, and Phony balonies. Huh? Phony baloney relationships. Yeah, and how normalized cheating has become, like, you need to be ready for war you're gonna go in a relationship you're gonna lie to you. yeah it's it's a whole mental battle it's a spiritual battle i i i think i think i was reading i can't remember what book it was and it was talking about making certain situations your spiritual lessons so i had to personally decide in a long-term relationship i was i decided to make that relationship my spiritual life lesson and the moment you turn things that way and it's no longer just trying to experiment and live the flesh and making it a spiritual life lesson, I was able to learn so much more and decipher yeah. and break down my own behaviors and my own traumas within the circle of this monogamous relationship. And I think it's been such a beautiful, a, be a beautiful learning experience because I feel like if I never consciously made a decision to make that relationship a, 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 a spiritual learning relationship, I probably wouldn't have gained all this knowledge, personally. Yeah, you have to. You have to kind of really be grateful, like just continuously have gratitude and pay attention to the situations that, you're confronted with and the people that you're confronted with like everything comes for a reason you meet everyone nothing is a mistake like everything is divine everything is intentional everything is on purpose and on time like so for you to have like the you know the eureka moment and like the shift your perception of that you know not everyone can do that a lot of mm -hmm. people like to victimize themselves um in that situation and obviously when i was younger i didn't see things how i did now like i didn't really like my relationships from when i was 14 to like now i'm only able to look back and have gratitude for these people and be at peace with these people and these situations um again like on the same vibe as august like just having just love and just exuding love and just gratefulness and gratitude because yeah, I genuinely wouldn't be the woman that I am today if it wasn't for all these men that I've met and you know had relationships with in my life. So I have to be grateful because I'm great, <laughs> you know. And it's thanks to them and the situations that they put me through and the situations yeah. that they've been through. Like it's just a continuous um, cycle. Hold on, Sunray said, the, "Give give a clear definition of what an open relationship is." Um, let me go on Google and I'll kind of because I want to read that one but I, I I have my own interpretation of an open relationship but yeah. obviously a universal definition which is 
what I understand, but a marriage or relationship in which both partners agree that each may have sexual relations with others. Even though I don't necessarily agree with the sexual part because not everyone has sexual relationships. Not everyone yeah. has people are asexual. So it's just basically when you're in a a monogamous relationship but then you decide you want to be in non monogamous relationships. So you're basically in a non monogamous relationship, long story short. Um but yeah, that's what we are going that's the definition that we're going with. Um you're both so wise. We're twenty four to twenty um, can someone do oh, this podcast? Everyone feels that way from time to time, but what do you do when you feel socialized and social issues? Um, exactly, but I think as well, like giving people the space um, to. Because a lot of us are just traumatized, and people do better when they know better. And a lot of people don't know better. Like a lot of men don't know how to treat women because that's how they grew up. A lot of women don't know how to treat men because that's how they grew up. So a lot of the time, it's just being really observant and patient with your person because. People are not just born mad. Like, no one comes out of the womb just mad and just wants smoke. Like, these are things that are, that are instilled in us over time. And, we're, yeah, we're all just, like, subject of our environment. So, really taking that into account. And like I said, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? Like, you really have to boil it down to that when it comes to relationships. Yeah, like, and, and for me, in regards to, like, oh, we all feel that way. But you have to understand right your feelings aren't exactly real they are a a, a, a premeditated a pre-learned behavior on how to respond from whatever you learn for your life on how to respond to a specific situation so you have to ask yourself i am responding this way to this situation because of so and so and so and how does that lead on the decision i'm going to make afterwards because if your decision is oh um, because so-and-so is happening with my wife at home, I'm going to go to uh, option number B without actually dealing with the, with the cause of your emotions, then it's pointless. This is, this is not what we're really talking about then. Because that, that yeah. is, you might as well just have a sighting. Like, because you're, <laughs> you're just going to... Yeah, and just, yeah. The open relationship is an actual relationship with another party. So it's not just when I'm tired of my wife, when my wife pisses me off, I'm gonna get me some on the side. That's not what we're talking about at all. I wouldn't think so anyway. Like, yeah. I just, I, I think there's one thing, there's a, I can't remember what book I read that was talking about like, everyone puts such a like a big emphasis on how their emotions, their emotions, their emotions, like my emotions tells me everything. Your emotions just tells you that you learned how to respond the way you have because of whatever happens. Your emotions aren't real. They are created within yourself. Your gut yeah. instincts are very different things. Your spirit instincts are very different things. But your emotions aren't real. That is the honest truth. We sit here and be like, oh, he broke my heart. Yeah, but dude, he really... You probably broke your own heart. You have the perception of maybe... If a man did a certain thing, this is supposed to make me feel like I broke my heart. Like It's not real. Because the day that you decide, fuck him you can really just be like, fuck him, you know? Yeah. Like, if, 100%. let's say my husband pissed me off and I was sick of his shit, like, I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to lick so-and-so tomorrow. Bruv, why did my husband piss me off? Why am I getting angry about, let's say, him putting the fucking toilet seat up or whatever? Why am I angry? Why is that a trigger for me? Because I have been conditioned by society as a woman to respond with animosity towards behaviours like that for men. It doesn't actually bother you. When you live with a man, it's not that big of a bother that his the toilet seat's up. Why are you so angry? There's something else underneath all of that. It's trying to creep out as anger and unhappiness. If you want to go get pussy on the side, go get pussy on the side. Don't make it <laughs> because it's something else. If you want to go dick on the side, girls, if you want to go get dick on the side, go get dick on the side. But don't make it about, oh, open relationship. Because I personally, I see open relationship as an actual 
relationship and not just sex yeah. on the side. Because that's what side pieces are for. They're there to let me get some, cack up the legs, good to go. Do you know what I mean? A little sexual relief. But that, that's not what we're talking about. You know? Yeah. Listen, that shit pisses me off though. What's the last piece? What? But the, the toilet seat thing. But it's annoying. What are you doing? Like, my, but, my, but my thing is, yeah, my understanding is that's how you let money out. Yeah? And that's how the germs transfer onto the toothbrush. But see, I'm it does not, as a woman who's lived with a If you with, do that with, shit, my toothbrush has a lid. So I don't business. But I just think, but I'm a control freak anyway. So I know where mine comes from. Okay. All right. See? <laughs> Self analysis right here. I'm a control freak, but I've lived with a man for 11 years. So for me, after the first year of talking shit, I'm not going to keep repeating the shit. I'm just going to close the toilet and keep it moving. I don't even think about it. I literally just go, close it and just move. I don't even, it doesn't even. Yeah, because now you've been reconditioned. So now this is your new. Like, now I've just been conditioned tool. to just close it and keep it moving. Because I'm not going to have an argument about the toilet seat up when the bills need to be paid and this needs to be sorted and that needs to be sorted. It is not a priority. So it's about realizing that your responses sometimes are completely irrelevant to the bigger picture. All right. That's that's literally always what it boils down to. Don't get dick on the side. And yeah, emotions make us human. I feel like we're definitely here to experience emotions, um, yeah. but we're not here to be consumed by them and be like led. They by are them. not there to control us because if we're just making to make it on an emotional level, some some animals have emotions. Elephants have emotions. Dolphins have emotions. Pigs have emotions. So if if we are going to go on the physicality elements of the emotions making us humans, yeah, then some animals in that category have human-like cap capabilities yeah. of, feeling, of feeling these amazing things. And like you say, we cannot be the slaves of our emotions because we created that. The same way you cannot be the slave of your mind because you are the creator of that in regards to your social conditioning. You pick up and then you create all of this thing. So that this, that's what they say. Like, I think I read something said about, or like the work group, that like everybody's work, but you become a prisoner of your own mind because you're not able to let that go. Yeah. And like, we cannot be a prisoner of our emotions because we also have to be working through that and past that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because my I'm on the end of the spectrum where I'm quite emotionally unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> um, you put the arrow through the heart. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm generally quite emotionally unavailable, and I don't think that's better than being like overly emotional because it's like there's one side of people that. Um, are just completely driven by their emotions and then there's the other end of the spectrum where nothing is really emotional like everything is sort of logic based and that kind of does sometimes almost not remove the, your humanity but just kind of like puts a dampen on your human experience because you're not expressing in the ways that you want to express um and yeah you're not able to really have like genuine emotional connections with people um and i'm, not, I'm referring back to the orcs interview again but he was speaking about expressing and um it sort of resonated me because sometimes i feel like i can't fully express myself how i want to express myself Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes a lot of people feel like that because not everyone is always out here doing what they want to do. Like, we still live under a society and we have, you know, certain rules that we live by. But I do feel like I prevent myself a lot of the time from being expressive. Um, and I would never want to leave the earth without fully expressing certain things that I know I can express that are not completely, like, you know crazy it's not even crazy stuff like 
I'm just not that affectionate. I'm not that, you know, lovey-dovey. I'm not that, like, oh, I love you. Like, I'm just not that expressive verbally. Um, it's not one of my love languages at all. Yes, I'm an introvert. Um, and it's something that I'm aware of. And it's funny because my mum is the complete opposite of me. Like, the complete opposite. I'm, I'm exactly like you. I Emotions, baloney. My mother wants to cry every time you think. I don't know how I was born from this woman. I cry <laughs> once a year. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, and brush that shit so, off. You know, sometimes when people grow up cold, well, that's not, I'm just using cold for just the conversation's sake. It's because they were vacant. Um, they didn't have love when they were younger. Honey, I was overloved. <laughs> I was overloved, so now I just find it mushy and just like, ugh, like, uh, just get off me. I just, it's just, I just embarrass easily when it comes to stuff like that. Like I don't, and it's a vulnerability thing as well, isn't it? Like, and I think because of how we are as women in society, we kind of have to protect ourselves, like, um, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally, because there's a whole war, and we don't really feel safe with our men, anyways. Um, so, yeah, we have to, we have this shield up, you mm -hmm. know, and this has obviously been built over time and through the experiences that I've had um, with men in particular, um, and I do feel like somewhere along the line, um, you know, my, my lack of relationship with my dad would come into play, but that's not even something that I have really considered because I didn't grow up with him in my life like that so to me I'm like I'm chilling like I'm cool like what's happening I don't have daddy issues so when I was when I was your age I I, I am a self prophesized daddy issue girl I know it I've been known it for a while I just didn't do the work up until very recently started to really working through that daddy issue right and breaking it down and how how has this impacted my life? How has this maybe may have impacted my life? How has this impacted the way in which I uh, look at men? And how has this impacted the type of men I am attracted to? The kind of men of I am uh, that are more appealing to me? And I've done the work in understanding that. And I think I've learned immensely by that. Then you realize that, oh shit, you may not know, but it's happening and it's putting itself through through your life. And you don't know it. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine who is a male, but has that has a daddy issue. Mm. And it's quite interesting how we both have the same daddy issue, but coming from a man and to a woman, and how this shows itself in your life is very, very, very different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I kind of, I think, I don't remember how many years ago, but it kind of came about from me always assuming that men are just trying to pursue me and just like men are just quite just sexually orientated. Can we just pause for a minute? Let's be honest. They are. Yeah, I was going to say, which 99% of the time, they are like, you know, so I feel like I'm very justified in thinking that, but um but then again i don't have issues with having friendships with guys like i quite a few of my that i would consider good friends people that have good relationships with are men but generally speaking i've always had i've not had that real connection with a man so as close as like i would get to a boy it would never be i would never feel the same way i feel with my girlfriend and that's something that I, actually my god Outside of that, that's not something that I can experience or do experience on a regular basis. And it's something that I do want to, you know, I don't want to always feel pursued and like feel like preyed on and feel like, you know, like someone's like just trying to eat me with their eyes. Like, that's just not a nice way to navigate through the world because I always feel like I have to protect myself. I always feel like, you know, I'm just at risk and just. And then it makes me cold. It makes me standoffish. It makes me Listen, I told you, the best experience I had was in a gay club in Atlanta. I talked yeah. about... 
not having men look at you as just the pussy between your legs is the most amazing experience I ever had in my life. Like, I would definitely do that again because it was just like you walked in the club and the men are looking at you but like, oh my God, you look so nice. Oh my God, you're so pretty. But you don't feel like they're trying to, yeah, like... Nobody's people. trying to fuck you. And I love it. I'm yeah. Just, I'm um, just trying to be a human being without having be without having be having to be the pussy. Like I am more than what's between my legs. Yeah. Not just. Um you said that you're not expressive verbally. Um and okay, I'll answer that. Oh shit. Why the fuck? Imagine someone standing there naked. Why does it always flip? Um you said Well I guess you can see them. <laughs> um I must have an outlet. I do oh and then what would you say we'll get to love languages after? Um, my outlet, I'm really good at writing. Um, and I'm really good at talking to myself. Um, but yeah, I'm good at writing. So if, if I was like the last, last person that I was romantically connected with, um, I would write him, I would write in my diary and then read it to him or I'd send him like, text um to communicate things or write him letters so that's my that's my best way i'm a good writer um so that's the way i express myself through writing um i'm good just like documentation through that just speaking on my map just recording um so that's my way of expressing myself um somebody's right he said um his mother's a taurus and um, she, her way of showing love is to give you somewhere to stay. My way of showing love is I'll cook for you. And I yeah, so that goes to the sign language. So what would you say your love sign language? What would you say your love languages are? Like, I I show love by buying people things. I show love by cooking. Like, if I cook for you, if I buy you something, like I care. So and acts of service. Acts of service, acts of service in my way, but in, obviously how you receive now, for me, it's a little bit different. I think I had it written down somewhere. I can't even remember the top of my head. Oh, I think it said quality time. Yeah. Um, mine is the same. The two giving are the same as yours. Um, receiving is words of affirmation and gifts. Yeah, I would say mine is, um, I can't remember from the top of my head because I knew I had a specific one written down. I think I would say gifts, but not word of affirmation. I think it's more so like, I don't know if I would say time. I can't remember. There's another one and I, I can't think of from the top of my head, but there's another one. Mine's not like, see, yeah, I don't really care for affection. Time, like, like physical touch like yeah they're all great but <laughs> because you have to think as well mine it's just not um platonically it's i mean sorry it's just not romantic it's in your platonic relationships as well so the way my mom is affirmed in our relationship is i'll buy her little gifts or i'll do little things for her and she really appreciates she's like the most appreciative person ever her way is she's a Pisces, so... Oh, my I days. Say I forgot. Less. Like, I, didn't... I forgot we both have Pisces mothers. You're both the Pisces. Oh, my God. I don't even know how I've survived all these years. Pisces. Like, oh, the the emotions. Oh, my days. The live is about to finish in one minute and 55 seconds. Okay, we'll have to rejoin. <laughs> I want to rejoin. We'll rejoin after. Um, affection, quality time affirmations yeah affirmations are nice even though i feel awkward when i receive them yeah, yeah it's very like when they're like oh you do good i'm like yeah like stop talking <laughs> so affirmation physical touch and dates dates would be quality time cancer that reason to say oh my mate thanks for coming through. thanks for coming through thanks for listening to us babbling on cancer yeah cancers Oh. Oh, oh, a little bit like Pisces. Oh, God. Yeah, they are. They Pisces 
want this happy ending. They want everyone to love them. Cancers are similar. They really like, they love love as well. Yeah. Love a baby. They love a cry. Oh, God. Listen, I have some cancer stories, and it's not even about men, it's about the women. Oh, Jesus. They love a cry. How long have we got left? 43 seconds. All right, cool. So we're going to jump off, and then we'll come back on. Do you want to switch around? Do you want to do on the main one? Um, I can't. I'm on my other phone. All right, cool. We'll do the same way then. Yeah. Uh, so you guys did a bit of men and women same in signs. What have you gathered? Oh, no, I want to see about Sagittarius. So I love yeah. Sagittarius. Okay, okay, let's let's do that. Let's do that. We jump back. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in one second. All right, save it.